Hello, church family. Uh, today we are in Acts chapter 6, and uh, we're going to actually go over verse 1 to 7. And um, this is a, you know, as we continue on with this, with going through this, through the book of Acts, uh, it becomes apparent as the, as the churches are growing uh, that there's going to be problems. In the context of where we're at, uh, the gospel is being preached uh, regularly. It's being spread, and, and and people are being saved. And what eventually will happen in any type of structure is that the more people there are, the more um, needs there will be. And that makes sense. There's more people, the needs are increased. And we see that here in this uh, first section of chapter 6 of Acts. Um, again, this is just... Uh, it seems to be from chapter 5, 6, there must be some sort of time jump because in the beginning of chapter 6, it says, now at this time, while the disciples were increasing in number, um, and you know, the context of, from this, like the last chapter, was about how the Jews were wanting to silence uh, the apostles and they couldn't find any reason to stop them. And uh, Gamaliel, this non-believing Jew that was respected by everyone, uh, basically uh, told them that, hey, look, if this is truly from God, uh, they will live and there's nothing we can do about it. But if it's not, then they'll just slowly die out, uh, which is a wise thing to say. I mean, they're part of the reason why the church grows is because of persecution. So he's saying, look, if it's not part of God's plan that they uh, aren't going to grow, then they will eventually just fade to black. Um, and they told them, they warned them to not uh, preach about the gospel ever again, but the disciples chose uh, that they chose not to, and the result that they were flogged, they were beaten, and they were let go. Uh, but they kept on teaching, and the result of that, of that is that they, the churches kept growing. First, uh, chapter 6, verse 1, Now at this time, while the disciples were increasing number, a complaint rose on the part of the Hellenistic Jews and the native uh, Hebrew, Hebrews, because their widows were being overlooked in a daily serving of food. Now, there was a problem at this time, this particular time in church, uh, is that there was no one caring for the widows. This isn't to say that the apostles didn't care for them, because remember, early on in chapter 4, verse 32 to 37, was that everyone kept uh, feeding, uh, you know, meeting the needs for one another. And somehow, uh, they were overlooked, uh, meaning that they maybe they have just forgotten people um, you know, they're just, uh, they're just they were overlooked. Could be because there are too many people now. There's a lot of them. Uh, there's too much. There's too much ministry going around, and you know, something's just kind of falling between the cracks. And that's what happened here. And the people here, uh, uh, the Hellenistic Jews, meaning people that were not born in Jewish people that are not born in Palestine, and the, and the native Hebrews people were born in the ha Palestine. Um, uh, you know, they're basically filing this complaint, like, "Hey, what's going on here? The widows not being taken care of." So the twelve, meaning the twelve apostles, summoned the congregation of the disciples and said, It is not desirable for us to neglect the word in order to serve tables. Uh, so they brought these, this up to uh, the apostles, and the apostles brought the congregation to them. And he teaches them, like, this is not our main priority. This isn't to say that, um, that they are unloving in this way or that serving table is beneath them. But there is a sense in which he, uh, decide, they decide, the apostles needed to focus on the primary thing. And the, at the early stages of the church, they needed to reinforce biblical doctrine. They needed to keep teaching and praying and teaching and praying and, this, uh, and, and, praying and studying and preaching. And you know, it has to be, it's centered around the Word of God. 
um, and they needed to ensure that uh, they went out and did what God had told them to do. So what? Uh, so the elders here, they took leadership here. They delegated and they asked them that they told them this is not their the task. So he gives them a command. He uh, and tells them to to select uh, verse three. Therefore, brethren, select from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit of, and of wisdom, whom we may put in charge of this task. So what's interesting is that they. They gave him an uh, order to go and find seven individuals that essentially can be, that can serve in this way. Uh, deacon, it's almost like, in a lot of ways, like the, it, it seems like it's like a proto-deacon uh, at this time where like there's people that can lead by serving and then the elders are on the opposite where they are served by leading the church. And uh, the elders ha here, or the apostles, are giving leadership and he's instructing them to go find these individuals that have good reputation. Um, and full of the spirit and wisdom. That means that, like these are known for their uh, not just um, their, how they can do functional things, but also in the character. And you need both. Whenever people do ministry, you need someone that's just not just someone that's godly character, but incompetent in the task. Or you don't want to find the other extreme too, where they're very competent in their ability to do things, but they're ungodly. So uh, the apostles instruct them find one that has both of that, that's filled with the Holy Spirit and have good reputation. And uh, they did, and um, they went about to look, uh, and because they explained in verse 4, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to ministry of God's word. And this is the important task, this is the main task of all elders and preachers and teachers of the church, is that they need to devote themselves to prayer and, pr and teaching God's word. Um, and this is... Uh, why I do what I do is why Pastor Henry does what he does is why Pastor Roger does what he does. You know, there's only certain things that we can do, but our priority is to be studying God's Word and then teaching God's Word. And we're also praying for the congregation. Uh, all three of those things are necessary in order to be faithful to the Lord as pastors. Uh, we need to be praying for uh, the people, and we need to be ministering the Word of God to people. How that looks like is going uh, is going to look different. So some of us are uh, you know, we have a regular preaching ministry. Other, some of us are doing counseling. I'm doing this podcast. Whatever it may be, uh, it's always centered around God's word, and we also need to be praying as well. Um, so there's a studying, there's a praying, and there's a teaching aspect, and all three of these are needed in order for us to be faithful with the task that God has given us to be ministers of the Church of Jesus Christ. In verse five, the statement found approval with the whole congregation. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith, of the Holy Spirit, and Philip. Prochorus, Nicanor, Timian, Parmias, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. So uh, these are all seven individuals. They're not much known about them other than the fact that uh, they must have been people that are full of spirit. I think Stephen is the only one that we know because we see him basically die in chapter 7 for his faithfulness um, and his devotion to the Word of God. And, um, but the others, we don't really know that m uh, much about. I mean, these are common names. It could have been anyone. Uh, and I think depending on wh how you interpret it and even different commentaries will give you different uh, interpretation of who these individuals might be in relative to church history. But these are qualified individuals. They were qualified people that were supposed to go and do the task that of, of ministry. And we see this idea carried on as well, both forward and backwards. Backwards in terms of the Old Testament. We're going through the book of Numbers right now in our Sunday uh, worship, and you remember that the, the passages that P.H. talked about with the priest and the, 
uh, they have a particular task, and that is they're not supposed to go out to war, but they're supposed to be ministering to people. They're supposed to guard the temple. They're supposed to minister and, and you know, offer sacrifices to the Lord and, and you know, teach the Word of God. That principle goes uh, through this in the Acts and the, in the Epistles as well. And Paul is speaking in Ephesians chapter 4. He's telling that the, the preaching and teaching God's Word is designed to equip people to do the work of the ministry. Now, this is one of the things that in a, it, it can be very difficult in our modern context to think that way about our pastors because we could be very consumer. Uh, we, have a, we have a consumer mentality when we think about church. Sometimes there are churches that think that pastors need to do everything because that's what they're paid to do. Uh, it's almost like we're paying you to go and, and, and think of every, come up with every little solution and do every single ministry because that's, what you, that's your full-time job. Uh, not realizing that the main task that is actually a blessing to the whole church is the prayer, studying, and the teaching of God's Word. And I will, I'll say this um, for myself, that it is a privilege to be able to do that here as your pastor here, as one of the pastors here, to be able to pray regularly for our church and to study God's Word and find ways to teach God's Word in different venues, whether it's Sunday school or Sunday morning or Fridays, whatever it may be, is, is a privilege for me to do this job. Um, I love doing what I do. I love I love the Lord and love serving the, you, the people that are listening to this, um, because it is uh, our job as pastors to do that. That we're praying for you and hope that whatever uh, whatever you hear from our preaching or whatever ministry from Sunday school, that you will eventually be equipped to do all the other tasks. And there is a reason why that is, because if the church, or particularly if the pastors, fail to do their job in feeding the flock then the spiritual condition of the flock will deteriorate. They wouldn't want to do anything because all they will think about is worldly things. And the, and the pastors are constantly teaching and reinforcing the truth so that they can so all of us can be guarding our hearts away from things that we shouldn't be doing. Uh, the priority of all preachers and pastors and elders is to minister the Word of God to people. And what are, then that context will look different. Some of us preach in smaller settings, some of us will teach in bigger settings, some of us will teach in individual settings. But the point is that the main priority is that we're teaching God's Word. Verse 7, the Word of God kept on spreading. See, the result of that is that the, the, the people just start growing both in number and in quality of godliness. Uh, and the number of the disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of priests were becoming obedient to the faith. So people all over became believers. And this is where... We need to understand that the, the, there is no real uh, church growth ministry uh, outside of whatever the Bible reveals. If the Lord wants people to become part of the church, the, the main reason why they should come is not because of the, the type of ministries that we have. It should mainly be the preaching of God's Word. It is the Word of God that saves people. It is the Word of God that keeps our church together. Uh, the Word of God is truth, and that is where we center our life around it's not about the ministries, uh, other ministries, the secondary ministry. Where even they're good things. These things are totally fine. But the main task of the pastor is to, is, to, is to pray, study God's word, and to teach that to the people of God in hopes that they can uh, be equipped to do the ministry as well as to mature in Christ-likeness, to become the, the man, uh, to become full and mature in Christ Jesus. That's the, the task of all the pastors. Because there is always a danger I think for pastors to think of themselves as some sort of event planner or 
um, you know, one that's always thinking about organizational things. And that's, that, that's failing to do the thing that God wants us to be as pastors. Our, our task is laid out in Scripture and that we need to preach and teach the Word of the living God and to pray for the people. And this is a lot of ways you can help hold us to accountable in that way. You can ask us, uh, you know, how, how, you know, what is your prayer life like, uh, and you know, what is our teaching, and how's our studying going? These are all things that are legitimate questions because if we're not doing these things that the scriptures are telling us to do, then we're not fulfilling the roles that God instructed, which means that we don't deserve to be a pastor here. But if we are doing these things and we're faithfully doing these things, then um, just continue praying for us that we are faithful in that way. Because how the church grows is not based on the ideas that we come up with. How the church grows is primarily uh, the teaching of God's Word and the Lord. And we pray that God's Word will, will take root in your heart and that it will grow and bear fruit in your life. And that's really all that we can do. That's our job here as pastors, is to minister the Word of God to you so that you can grow and do all the ministry that God has in, entrusted and placed in your heart. So whatever it may be, uh, that's just the role of the church. All of us have different functions. All of us are gifted differently, but all of us are called to do whatever, to use whatever talents we have for His glory. And I hope that this is helpful for you. And one thing I would ask is that you continue to pray for us, just as we as pastors are praying for you regularly in our lives. Uh, may that may the Lord cause growth in our church, uh, not because of the plans that we have, but it's mainly because uh, there is spiritual growth here that's drawn by a love for God's word that's revealed to us. Um, and I hope that this is helpful to you in your personal walk with the Lord. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a great day. Thank you.